A little Budos band right there with the deep baritone sax and trumpets. You guys are blaring that out of your stereo. We love you for that. You've actually reached out and asked about that song. All things Budos band is the way to go. We love the Budos band. And uh, why not? I know a lot of you. Some of you got broken speakers in the back. It's okay as long as you got one or two of them that are kicking. <laughs> Susie Sockets, welcome, Greg Barrel. What, what are you doing these Cracker days? Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Oh, Cracker Barrel. I was thinking <laughs> speakers. <laughs> uh, how you been, girl? Amazing. How are well, you? That is a great song, though. It is. It's just got great that band, vibe. Too. You know, that Wednesday hump vibe. Yep. Was it our friend from Australia who mentioned that, yeah, right? Yeah, you guys reached out on, uh, I think it was Facebook or Facebook, yeah. email. No, I mind you guys. Get on a wrench nation, dot the television of the dot TV. All things Ranch Nation, I want you guys to get on there because I know a lot of you guys will dip in and out of this show because, hey, we all got ADD. That's just what's going down. (laughs) Uh, We've had a ton of shows. In fact, I remind you, last week, a one-of-one rare classic card jam, Greg Ovist, uh, found this one in his stories up there, as well as our friend Johnny Martinez out of Ventura doing some uh, pinstriping. On this show, people, we're going to take you back. We're going back in time to the 1950s. In 60s, 70s, 80s, all the way to today for some custom. So from the 60s to current. To current. To present. We're going we're gonna to keep it going, Susie. Ooh. Custom right. car culture. With a K, people. K. With, <laughs> now we're, uh, Southern California hot rod community of the 1960s actually had uh, sort of developed their own unique signature. It, it was more than just... Clipping out cars like the old Von Dutch, Kenny Howard, and the custom notorious builder, Ed Big Daddy Roth. Now, you guys may say, all right, Big Daddy sounds pretty cool, but what's he famous for? How about that rat fake? Ooh. You guys listening, don't text and drive, you maniacs, but check out Rat Fink. And all my parents out there. Every child needs a copy of a rat fink. <laughs> you guys check that out online as Bree is doing that in the studio. But along with names, <laughs> yes. You she know just, her so well. See, she just checked it out. She's cracking up. You guys check out the rat fink. Because really, this was the, the start and the vibe of a custom car culture. You know, the cars that were coming out of the factories in the, uh, well, let's go back, man, 40s, 50s. They were incredible works of art. Art, yeah. But what do we do as car peoples? We got to twist it, bend it, shape it, mold it, make it sexy. And you, you want to identify with your ride. Uh, One of the other legends I cannot forget, in fact, one of the pioneers of these uh, low rider custom builds, Sam and George Barrett. We're going to talk about that. Now, who's going to help us take us on this custom car culture journey? There's got to be a special person. There is the iconic, humble automotive talent, Vaughn Hot. Rod. Now, people, while we open up this first segment, I want you to get over to Von Hot Rod's website. I'll have that up for you here in a minute. Just Google it. This cat's been around. He's seen a bunch of stuff in the automotive industry. And in fact, Susie, he had his own Rockabilly Club. We got to talk to him about that. I love Rockabilly. Yeah. I do. Well, we're, I'm saying we bring it back. Some of you out there are all all up in the Rockabilly culture. That's you, cool. As a brass musician, I love a little Rockabilly on the horn for sure. <laughs> but our good friend Vaughn Hot Rod, you guys check him out online, is going to be joining us. Susie, uh, I, I want to ask you right now in the garage, are the people happy? People are happy. Cars are getting fixed. They should be happy today because something special happened. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, that's right. How could I forget? That only happened like f- six hours ago. So we gave birth. I guess you could say that. To lift number 10 in the garage. Yes. Woo. Everybody celebrate. Yep, now, what yep, are, yep. now, some of you driving, mind your own business, just got an old chance. All right, big deal. What's the big deal with that? <laughs> well, it is a very big deal. I mean, I started wrenching on the ground way back when. and But anyway, we've grown and we've had nine lifts. Now we got 10 lifts. Now we got 10. Yay, come down. We're woo, having woo, a 10 woo, lift woo, party, woo. people. You That's just stop right. by the garage. We'll give you some of that famous coffee. Uh, Toyota RAV4. A lot of you guys are driving that RAV4. Actually, the RAV4 is a pretty decent platform. Yep. Reliable. Yep. They come in the garage, basically maintenance. Love Toyotas. We do not see a lot of mechanical drama like we do with the other lines. We're not mentioning names. <laughs> But guess what? Not quite the recall, but I want you guys, I know a lot of you are driving that 13 to 18 model RAV4. Underhood fires people right now. No way. As of March 1st. This is serious. 
Not quite a recall. What year? This is 13 to 18. Okay. All right. Some of you may have experienced some sluggishness, no check engine light, but you may have had, hopefully not the underhood fire. There were 13 of these fires, and these are all attributed to a very simple thing you can correct. If you are inclined to do your own battery, please, people, make sure that metal hold down, you know, sort of battery hold down. Exactly. Okay. Make sure that that is in the proper position. Apparently, 1.9 of these uh, Toyota, uh, 1.9 million vehicles, these Toyota RAV4s, uh, suspects that the problem comes from the positive terminal of the 12 volt battery shorting on the uh, battery's hold down frame. Now, we've had them. You guys have come in. That battery's like dancing like the Macarena. It's not held down at all. You take a turn, that thing's in the fender. <laughs> that's dangerous, people. But that's such a negative outcome coming from the positive side. Oh, you sweet. Oh, Look at you going. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, we need a few guys. Uh, do we have a drummer in the audience <laughs> right now? Hit the symbol. Hit the symbol. Yeah, but sure. you know what leads me to ask? How many of us carry a fire d- extinguisher? Yeah, I think in I, our car. I mean, it's not like you drive. It's not like a like you know you driving a, a jet or anything. But you still, I think that's a good idea, especially all you off road community. I don't folk. have one. Me neither. Okay. I don't know why. I mean, I you I just one, let it. You, I let it burn down. That's what we're gonna get each other for Christmas. Not the fifty six hoodie though. No. The fifty fifty six is gonna have a whole dis- whole <laughs> whole. You know how your hood is at home with your oven and it has yep. all the fire equipment, yep. or better yet, a straight up restaurant fire equipment kind there of thing. Go. We're gonna knock that sucker out. <laughs> um, of the eleven complaints submitted, seven reported experience these fires. So I want you, regardless of a RAV four, do yourself a favor. In the next few days through the weekend, I don't care what part of the country you're in, make sure all is well. And that positive side doesn't have any attraction factor to an alternative ground. Right. Because it will spark. Wow. That's crazy. It is. Uh, By the way, I want to give a shout out. To who? Our boy Jeremy Winters. Oh, yeah. He uh, Instagram people, Ranch Nation. Also check out Jeremy Winters' uh, Booth Talk podcast. He runs a... uh, He's in the collision business. He's a refinisher. That <laughs> means he is, word. he is a fancy painter. That's a neat word. <laughs> I like that. Refinish- it's a finisher. What do we do with the word mechanic? Well, you call us an automotive technician. <laughs> but I want you guys, all my uh, podcast family, get on a booth talk. He runs a really great podcast on the collision side of the industry and such. I, I wanted to make sure I didn't forget our, uh, our guy. So we're shaking in the weird section of the situation. Well, I'm going to ask for your participation in this, Frank. I gave you a, a piece of paper. I like to party Okay, and, and I want you just to follow my lead on this. I was that little kid in okay. the class. I was always participating. Even when everybody was sleeping, there's something to be participating in. Frank was there. All right, what well, do you got? Well, today you're going to be Mr. Green. Oh, I'm okay. like the person? Mr. Yeah, Mr. Green. And, Miss, wait, um, hold on a minute. Okay. Let, me, let me set myself up. Get your Mr. Up. Green outfit on. All right, make sure the buttons are good. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you ready? Hello, Mr. Green. Hello. Are you available for trial? Yes, I'm available for trial, but I need to have a cigarette right now. Well, no, no, no. No cigarette yet. But I do want to say, it kind of looks like you're in an operating room right now. Yes, I operate our people when I'm not <laughs> having cigarettes. <laughs> yes, I'm in an operating room. You want me to go to trial right now? We're <laughs> what is this? <laughs> okay, so let me just put it this way. The Medical Board of California is actually investigating this plastic surgeon Oh, with this dialogue we just had. A lot of plastic surgeons are being investigated. This is a surgeon who was challenging his traffic ticket on Zoom, in Zoom court, while performing surgery. Who'd have thought we'd have... I kid you not. What? I kid you not. <laughs> we said a lot of things right there. We kind of did. You said Zoom court. <laughs> yep. So traffic tickets Doug- were being handled California via and Zoom, he, Zoom it, court. And he was in surgery. He's in surgery. What, are you working on somebody's Yeah, breasts? he was. And you know what he actually said? You know, the, the, the judge was actually, uh, he hesitated to proceed with the trial out of concern uh, with the welfare of the patient. And Dr. Green actually says, I have another surgeon right here who's doing the surgery with me. So I can stand here and allow him to do the surgery. I'll just hold back. Yeah, this, I'm just going to hold back. Yeah, I'm going to hold the flap of skin while you put me on trial. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Could make. Now, I'm thinking our industry. Uh, hold on a minute. I'm setting this carburetor, but hang on a minute. <laughs> I mean, I don't get that. So they had a Zoom trial. Dude. So envision this. You're, you have a traffic ticket. So you've got a Zoom screen with the judge, with the doctor doing surgery, and then the, uh, what do they call it, the court reporter 
Yeah. I guess maybe in there. There's a three screen. There's a video. So this you was can a, see this thing going on. This is crazy, man. The clerk literally tells him though too that by law it is public. It, it's it's available for public knowledge, and it's being live streamed. All right, so all you people out there, I know you got a bunch of tickets you are not paid for. Get on a Zoom. You can do your traffic through Zoom. I, I hope we get rid of Zoom. Well, we will. But is that crazy that I'm a surgeon and I'm going to conduct my business via Zoom, but I'm going to conduct surgery while talking to my judge getting no, out of the ticket? It's all bananas. All I can think about here, just I, like all I can think about is I'm the person on the table. Right. Oh, I can't wait to see what you were doing on my dime and on my time. I'm paying you. I want a discount for my <laughs> stuff right now. I mean, I'm just saying if you're if you're taking care of crinkly forehead or whatever you're doing on my skin, I want a discount. So, well, let me ask you. What did the, the patient say anything? Did the patient get up? Hey, stop. I mean, so the, the board of medical is actually investigating. So there really is no further story other than what I just shared with you. There's got to be a law. All my surgeons listening right now, I know you're saying, oh, this is absolutely ridiculous. But there, I mean, look, we got to respect plastic surgeons. Exactly. They, you know, I mean, they're not quite brain surgeons or hearts, but they're still doing surgery. Right. But if you were the plastic surgeon, would you have excused yourself from the surgery to go handle your ticket. Now, wait a minute. What about, I, I, I know I would not, but however, I'm going to get back to the patient. Okay, let's go back to the patient. Did the patient sign a waiver? Your surgeon's going to court today. <laughs> no, right? There was no waiver. <laughs> well, that's a lawsuit. It is. It could be. I hope that face is all straight after that surgery because any, any slight problem with that surgery but I encourage you, it's it's available online because it's public. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. All right. Speaking of surgery, I know a lot of you guys got your little hot rods in the uh, in the driveway. You're working on a custom classic car, whatever it may be. It could be a nice little 49 Merc. Uh, perhaps you got a 32 uh, Ford, whatever case it may be. You're doing surgery. You're doing your own surgery. And the reason why you're doing surgery is because you want to pimp that ride and make it your style. And that is really... Custom car culture is a whole movement that came out of the 50s and 60s, and we're honored to bring to you Vaughn Hot Rod. He's going to join us here in a minute. Stay tuned. Ranch Nation. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned, full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. AnytimeAutoGlassAZ.com or call 480-430-4597. Anytime Auto Glass. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper fender bender slide or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride my friends at vision collision they're certified they deal with insurance companies but also what i really like is they were able to deal with my situation i didn't want to exercise my insurance and i paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work so for any complete auto body paint and repair you want that small business the heart of business that treats you one-on-one vision collision 480-248-9049 visioncollision.com when you're thinking about body shop or collision work paint repair dent repairs collision wheel restoration vision collision is the way to go tell them frank at wrench nation sent you 480-248-9049 480-248-9049 vision collision Right on. Welcome back. Baby, Guys, uh, good to hang with you every week. Susie Sockets and Frank Baby, with you. Bad, bad 
wrenchnation.tv. Get on over there and make sure that uh, weekend, I know a lot of you will dip in and out. Sunday podcast we upload, so get on over there. Our special guest, Von Hot Rod. People, get on over to vonhotrodshop.com while we peruse through the show here. Has a deep and respected legacy of motorsports and history, as well as the passion for custom car culture. Running through his veins from day one. We're going to actually find out about that. <laughs> Von Hot Rod, welcome to the show, partner. Thank you, thank you, guys. I can't believe I'm on with Frank and Yeah, baby. I, I tell you what, before we, before we, there's so much that we want to travel with you, uh, sure. you know, throughout your career. What does custom car culture mean to you, man? Oh, gosh, man, it's a lifestyle. It's not just a car. It's, we live it every day. The clothes that we wear, our furniture in our house. It's the capturing, you know, the essence of 1950 through 1964. It's the greatest time of year. It's a time of learning, a time of experimenting, a time of being your own, making your car, your house, everything your signature. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think as a society, I think we lose it. I think we just become like normal animal kingdom when we don't have our unique signatures. And Vaughn, you're, dude, you're, you've got a unique, again, guys, get on to vonhotrodshop.com. Um, you live and breathe that custom car culture. How did this all start for you, man, back in the day? Um, it, it comes from Dad. It comes from Mom and Dad. Dad is a ex-drag racer, sprint car driver, and when I was born, Mom said, quit racing. Well, wow. you can't take a guy that's into motorsports and tell him that, so what did he do? He started building custom cars and bikes. So as soon as I was born... I was technically in the garage handing him wrenches. That's and excellent. So that's where I caught the bug. And yeah. I was always a detail guy. He was always a performance guy. So we made a great team. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to, again, direct you guys. I forgot yeah. where I saw the picture. Vaughn, help us out. But literally, I think it's Dad holding you, and you got the hairdo ready to go from day one. Uh, Absolutely. That's on the website. <laughs> yeah, dad, Dad's got my hair greased back. Yeah, as soon as I had hair, it was already Aww. greased back. Rock, up. <laughs> rockabilly, baby, all the way. Absolutely. Now, in high school, you started to elevate, um, and you started you know, getting into repairing and flipping some of these cars. Right. How, that, how did you approach that, and give us, a, give us an experience back then? Well, you know, I was wrenching on cars as far back as I can remember, you know, working on, on cars that he would, People would come up to the house, and they were street racing on weekends, and Dad would be Friday in the garage wrenching all these cars. So all these hot rods are coming up to the house, and I'm this little kid, you know, handing them wrenches and handing them the wrong one. So it's always <laughs> been in my blood. You know, my playground was a 55 Chevy Gasser without the motor and without the hood, and you'd climb through the firewall, up the windshield, See, that's the monkey bars. I think we need to bring back an open bay of a gasser and make that a a monkey bars all the way. Sitting in these cars in the driver's seat and pretending you're racing and grinding, you know, going through the gears, there's nothing like it. You know, I always encourage guys, take a kid at a car show for a ride. You know, put that dollar bill on the dash and say, if you can grab that dollar, you can have it and just get that second gear wheelchair and you'll go get a kid hooked on it. Yeah, no doubt. In fact, we, you know, one of the premises of the show is really to pass pass on to future generations. And you know, car culture ain't going anywhere. We believe. Now, yeah. listen, you're you're tinkering. Dad was a yeah. great influence. Now, yeah. the next step, you you're you're like ready. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna open up my own garage. Tell us about that. Sure. Well, Dad goes. You know, we live in a free country. You can do whatever you want. And I, <laughs> I love I, that. You know, I didn't come from. I didn't come from. You know, upscale society, let's so, so to speak. So I asked Dad if I can borrow five dollars. I put gas in the lawnmower, gas in a gas can, and went around the neighborhood and said, I'll cut your grass for five bucks. I'll cut your grass for five bucks. And I raised enough money to buy my first car at 14 years old. I bought my first car, 68 Camaro, and, you know, it wasn't a runner. And I just kept doing the odd job stuff so I could raise money to fix this car. And by the time I was 16 and able to drive to school, I had a rebuilt motor with chrome in it. The car was not painted, but the interior was done and the motor was done, and I had nice chrome craters on it. So that's what I drove to school, along with a VW. You had to drive a VW. Yeah, <laughs> if you're, I think if you were in Southern California, everybody, you, so, yeah. if somebody in the family had a Volkswagen. <laughs> everybody has a Volkswagen. There's one sitting in my collection now. <laughs> nice, and, yeah. and and you. So you you said, okay, I'm 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 hustling for this car. Yeah. How did you segue into your own uh, garage? 
Well, every time um, we would be working on cars, as a kid, I want to ride my skateboard and ride my bike on Saturdays, but we were always hustling parts, going to junkyards, guys' garages, speed shops, looking for parts for these cars. And it was like, I just want to be home riding my bike or my skateboard. And I told Dad, I said, why doesn't somebody open up a shop that has everything? You don't have to do all this hustling. Ah. And back then, there was a, a place called White Front, which is kind of like our target today. Which is you can go in and buy clothes, car parts, waxes, furniture, food, medicine, under one roof. And I thought that was the ultimate thing. And Dad thought that'll never happen. You can't mix, you know, custom cars with hot rods, with street rods, with low riders. It can't be done. So I kept that premise my whole life. And I'm in junior high, and I'm putting my plan together. And the teacher goes, what are you doing? I go, well, I'm going to have a business when I get out of school, and this is my plan. So the teacher saw a spark in me and kind of helped me and guided me the right way and did some research, and basically that's where it started. So when I graduated high school, I went to college, and let me tell you, the week I was there was awesome. The week? The week. <laughs> the week I was there. You did a whole 5.6 days in college. I did. I got, up, I, I got up in the middle of class and said, this is not for me. This is going to take way too long. I'm out of here. And the instructor looks at me and says, sit yourself down. I said, no way. I got you. You got to understand, I'm going to be retired early. And he goes, you'll never make it out of that real world without an education. And I said, watch me. And I laughed. And as they say, I sold all my cars and raised some money and, and went for it. Yeah. I got to ask you, because a lot of, uh, we've yeah. we got a lot of uh, youngsters that hang with the show. Um, yes. What was your, you knew you had a plan in high school. I mean, right. you're getting some great mentoring. Did someone else push you through college, or did you figure, okay, I, I need to go to college because that's what I got to do? Well, I was just doing the typical American dream, which was, you know, you go through school, you get good grades, you go to college and get your education, and you go for the degree and get the big job. But you have to understand, blue collar, wrenching on cars, it's in our blood. We love to do things with our hands. We love to tinker, create, you know, and develop. And sitting behind a book just wasn't for me. I was just itching to get my hands dirty. And, you know, right after school that week I was there, every day I'm working on cars, working on cars, and not really doing the studying. And I'm the guy that was repairing everybody's, you know, Camaros and Chevelles that could afford it back in the day. Because, you know, there's that one kid in school that daddy buys the car but doesn't know how to install the 8-track player, doesn't know how to do anything to it. So I was that guy through high school doing that stuff for these kids. I'm surprised you lasted five days in, I know, in college right, right there. <laughs> so that, I mean. I, know, I really, I just remember really pushing myself. I got to make this work. Got to make this work. And it, it just didn't. Yeah. If you, and again, that's not for everybody. Now let's fast forward to having a, a business. My knowledge of my business ended because I was just the lack of education. So now I have to hire people. To right. do the parts of the percentages, the contracts, the billings that I knew nothing about. So if I would have had a basic business degree, I could have built my business a lot faster than I did. Yeah. Ah. Well, you could so. definitely got to keep a balance. I think that's the message oh, there. And, and more importantly, you, you went with heart and, 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 and the passion. And for a lot of folks, that can be confusing at times because especially like my daughter, who's 12, 13, she likes engineering and all that. Right. Like, Dad, I want to tinker with cars. I want to, you know, I want to work on planes and all this stuff. I mean, she should have that trajectory and follow that passion. Right. But there has to be, especially today. I mean, oh, um, and, and what you did is you took this step. Now, tell us, the first day opening your garage, how'd that feel for you? It was the scariest thing because I sold all my cars at the time. I kept one so I could drive back and forth, closed out my bank account, left like, less than $500 in my bank account to run this business, took everything I had. And I remember the first customer that walked in and he bought a small item from me and it was literally $5. And to this day, I still have that $5 bill. I had to sign it and date it. And I said, you are my first customer. This is one of many. And I go, this is going on the wall. And he goes, what? I'm going to sign it. And he signed it and I framed it. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that isn't that the case, though, as young entrepreneurs and, and, and hustlers? Oh, yeah. Let's just face you know, it. And I teach at a lot of schools and universities about branding, about marketing and merchandising. And I always tell the, the guys, if you're chasing the money, you're always going to be chasing that dollar. You've got to have the passion in you. I can teach you all the secrets. I can teach you everything. But I can't teach you the drive or the passion. You have to understand, you've got to be willing to work a 13-hour day for a month straight 
and not get paid for it because yeah. mm-hmm. you're building something. And right. a lot of people want to, you know, they want to work for 13 hours and they want to get paid for it. And owning your own business, it just doesn't work that way when you first start. When yeah. you first start out, you've got to have that drive and that passion because it's your dream. It's not somebody else's. Yeah, no doubt. If you're just joining us, we got Vaughn Hotbrod. Get on over to Vaughn Hotbrod's shop. You can find a ton of great uh, fashion wear. And also, all my event planners, listen, you people will be busy. I think COVID is behind us. That's right. You can book Mr. Vaughn Hotrod at your next event. Get on to uh, VaughnHotRodShop.com for any appearances that you would like uh, for your company, your school, or whatnot. We're going to dive in. Vaughn, hang tight. We're going to cut to break. I want to keep Vaughn on. Susie, most folks don't know, but Vaughn is a master pinstriper. That is what he's doing today. We're going to talk more about that, that art and style and that custom car culture of pinstriping. You guys stay tuned. Wrench Nation next. Black and orange stray cat sitting on the fence. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Charity partner Tech Force Foundation believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with your family. Always, always are honored. Uh, get on the WrenchNation.tv. Susie Sockets and Frank hanging with you every week. Hey, if you miss the show a little bit here and there, get on to uh, the Sunday podcast upload. We're talking custom car culture and the iconic automotive talent, Vaughn Hot Rod. Let's bring Vaughn back in. Vaughn, welcome back, buddy. Yes, awesome. We're back. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we gotta we gotta jump in and 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 ask yep. you. You went from from you opened up that business. Um, you you were tinkering. You you were fixing everybody in the neighborhood. Came to Vaughn Hot Rod to get their rides fixed up. <laughs> but we, I, I, you know, as a musician, and you're also a musician, right? Yeah. All yep. right. So let's get right to it. You opened up a rockabilly nightclub. I want to know about that. Correct. Well, my shop, I made it a destination. You had to come see it. It was set up like a museum slash diner slash garage. So there was a lot of things to look at, glass cases with collectibles. And so saying that, I needed a way for people to come look at the shop. So I used to have these open houses, you know, invite everybody out, kind of like a cruise night, but more of an open house to see the shop. The, the showroom was about 3,800 square feet. So it's a pretty good size. I had five of my personal hot rods and custom cars inside. Well, one day it rained. And I booked a band to play outside, you know, to kind of entertain people. And what I did is I moved everything in the warehouse aside and told the band, just play in here, I'll open the bay door, and just people come in, can come in, at least you'll be out of the weather. So they were playing, and I took a walk in there, and people were dancing. We had a barbecue, oh. and people were eating. And I thought, this is a really good idea. <laughs> so I, come Monday morning, I had a staff meeting. I said, okay, everything in the warehouse? has to come out. If we can sell it, we're going to have a fire sale. We're going to sell it. We're going to put it on the shelves. We're going to clean the warehouse out, get rid of the shelves, get rid of the lifts. And I've got this crazy idea. So I got 5,800 square feet to work with. I built a stage that was chest high so you can see the band wherever you go. I built a tiki bar. I had his and her restrooms with pinball machines and a pool table. Oh, my. Cocktail tables and a dance floor. And we opened it up within a month. And the place was a hit. It was, we had so much fun. We called it Hot Rod's Hangout. 
That's from the movie Spin Out with Elvis Presley. It was called The Hangout, and I stole that and called it Hot Rods Hangout. And we would have rockabilly bands play every Friday night. And we had a blast at that place. We had so much fun. You speak on we, something, uh, Vaughn, man. You speak on something that still happens to this day. A lot of businesses struggle. And, and I'll speak yeah. for the automotive industry because we're good at what we do. When it comes right. to the marketability of things, sometimes we fall short. But one thing that you just painted, whatever business you have, if you're not creating an experience, right? forget it. And, and you just hit on that. And that is incredible. Man, I wish you still had that joint. I'd be out there tonight. Uh, it was a blast. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is uh, my biggest advice to businesses, if you listen to your customers, they'll give you what you're looking for. Everything yeah. that we fell into... You know, the club, the record label, the clothing line, the merchandising, it was the customers were asking for it. There was a need, and all we do is meet that need. Your customers will tell you where to go with your, your business and what to do. You just got to listen to them. Yeah. At times, I think as uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, we're just, we're just knuckleheads because we, we oh, work yeah. so hard in becoming right. the authority of what we do that we forget, you know what, you, you got to use that those couple of things on your head called ears. And that's why we, that's why we got yeah. Susie. Cause my ears are clogged. Susie, keep me straight. Ron. <laughs> Susie's the yeah. listener. Right. I love it. Um, going into some of the collection uh, of vehicles, we have to mention. So I, I believe it was in the late nineties that you struck up a deal with hot wheels for a couple of your cars yeah. to actually uh, sort of mint contract your cars. Talk to us about that. Right. I built a um, 41 Ford coupe. And we did a 12-inch chop, a 7-inch body channel with a full-race flat motor on a LaSalle Trans. And it was my so-called wannabe George Barris Custom. And the Mattels walked in, and they were just at that point. They wanted to do something different and take the Hot Wheels line someplace different. So they, we talked back and forth, and we decided to make uh, my 41 Ford at Hot Wheels called the Tail Dragger. And that came out in 1998. And it's been one of their top sellers, top collectibles. It's Super cool. I mean, I'm very honored that it got chosen to do that. And it was, you know, early on, it's called um, First Editions. It's when they decided to actually get back into making real cars again. Yeah, no doubt. We had, uh, yeah. going back probably about a year and a half ago, Susie, we had the legendary Larry Wood on the yep. show from uh, Hot Wheels, yep. one of the original uh, yep. on the forefront of, of mm -hmm. design. Um, so let me ask you, let's just get, because, like, is there anything right now Cause you're not done, man, my friend. I think I think you have done yeah. a lot of things, but you're kind of like that cat that can't stop. So now yeah. you move on to what you've coined as—is it the pinstriping circus? Talk to us about that. <laughs> yeah, what I did is um, I'm always one for raising money for charity, especially kids. You know, kids have always gotten a bad rap on things, and I'm trying to figure out a way that you know what I do pinstriping. How can I raise a couple dollars for kids? So I came up with this idea called Von Hot Rod's Pinstriping Circus, and it's about 10 of us guys, and we get together at different times at different events, and we go to shows as a group, and a car will come in and say, you know, I'd like my car done. I want the hood, the trunk, and the glove box, and I, let's just say I want it red and white. So I get one guy, and I say, okay, you start on the hood in red. I get the other guy, you start in the trunk in red, and when they're done, another guy comes in and does it in white. So we can blow through cars literally like in 30 minutes between with three guys on it, and they're just cars lined up one after another. And what happens is when they pay for it, it goes into a bucket, and the bucket we end up giving to Teen Challenge, which is a, a rehab center for teens. And it's a lot of fun because these guys that I handpicked and they're under contract, we can all work. Even though there's three guys doing your car, it literally looks like one guy did it because we've got Man. so used to you doing this style of pinstriping work together. Wow. Like one guy. All <laughs> right. I don't know if I could use this analogy, but that sounded like some serious striping synchronized swimmers right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I you're mean exactly, exactly could you, right. Yeah. Susie, here comes yeah. this 49 coming through the yeah. lane, and you've got three yeah. different, it, well, it's right. like three a bunch of, artists, yeah. well, I mean, if you think yeah. about it, it's like a bunch of great musicians working together. It is. Putting it out is. a good Absolutely. sound. It sounds like one great sound and mm -hmm. not just a bunch of exactly. individual and somebody always asks me, I go, they ask me, how do you do it? What's striping like? And the only way I can tell them is the lines literally make, make sound in my head. It's, it's the wow. same thing how it works. When I start working on a car, I literally can hear the lines. And I know that doesn't make any sense to anybody else, but if you're an artist of any kind, you, you know what I'm talking about, how that works. Now, I've got to ask you on that. When you say listening, are you hearing tones? Talk to us more about that. 
Yeah, it's it's the craziest thing. It's it's really hard to explain, but I can hear the stripes. I don't know if it's a tone or a, or a note of anything, but I can just hear them. I can hear them when I start. I can hear them when I end. You know, it's funny. We had uh, I, I got to mention this. Yeah. we've had a ton of um, whether they're NHRA or uh, you know drift racers, and one of the questions right. we ask is where amongst a group of whatever 50, 60, 100,000 fans, where do you take yourself when you're in that cockpit and they block everything out? That's kind of that's kind of where you're going with this. This is where you go uh, when you're laying some serious lines. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is my family always says that I strike better when I'm in public, and I think it's because I can't mess up. <laughs> you know, When I'm by myself in the studio and I'm painting, I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good. What was I thinking? And I'll redo it. But when I'm live, I, I I know I can't mess up. I know there's cameras on me. And, and I have a lot of fun with people. I really do. I really like talking when I'm striping. I really like playing with them, especially if there's a camera on and they're doing an interview. They're, you know, you've got a 50 Merc that's got a $100,000 paint job on it, and you're, you're actually putting paint on this paint job. And I'll be talking, the camera's going, and I'll literally look away as my hands create and design, and I'll stop, and I'll look at the camera, and I'll go, the most important thing is never look away. And as I'm talking, my brush is in my hand, and I'm actually slapping the paint on the hood, and I'm making a mess. And you can see the camera guy's face just like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe what this guy's doing. And, of course, it wipes right off, but it's just a fun thing to do. Well, Vaughn, listen, <laughs> I, I think there, there's no doubt just spending, you know, whatever, 20, 30 minutes on the radio here with you, you're an entertainer, brother. Yeah, you are. I mean, uh, thank you. Uh, whether you're laying lines down, doing Rockabilly, or tinkering with a carburetor, man, you're, you're going to have fun with it. And I think you bring, you bring that magnetism. And we're, we're, when, when I, I tweeted this out under Wrench Nation, it's the inspiration factor. If we all talk about how we're going to sort of move things forward, especially with all this technology and EV and stuff, and, and as you said, to get these kids involved, there has to be a little bit of that. And, man, you are one inspiring son of a dude, man. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, can't, you know, I can't do this the rest of my life. There is somebody behind me that wants to be the next Von Hot Rod, and if I can show them, teach them, give them my secrets to pass on the, this passion and this, you know, old-school hand, blue-collar work, man, I'm all for it. My secrets are open because, you know, if, if I die with my secrets, that does nothing. That does absolutely nothing. That's I want to pass it on. I want somebody else to know. You know, social media has really opened up this industry where it's crazy. Back in the day, there was, you know, eight pinstripers, and they hardly ever talked to each other. Now everybody's on social media. They're messaging. They're asking questions. And I, I love it. I think it's great. you got a pinstriping union going on right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, yeah. The Freddie. Awesome. What is it? What are we? Von Hoffa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what about what about the clothing line? You, you know I mean, obviously. Yeah. And again, guys, get on a VonHotRodShop.com. Right. Um, Von lives that uh, rockabilly custom car culture, mm -hmm. and you've got a great line of uh, clothing gear and stuff. We checked it out. We're we're gonna. Yeah, Byron picked out a shirt. Yeah, we're gonna order some <laughs> stuff. Um, the the fashion side of things. Um, yes. As a young entrepreneur, if you had to give some advice, because there are other brands that are listening. Um, they've right. got they've got great brands. They're clean. Whatever. Whatever they're in the restaurant business, automotive business. How do you transition from going to okay? I do what I do really well. How do I brand this next level? What's your advice? Well, it's kind of like not everybody can afford to have $500 worth of pinstriping put on their car. But you can sure drop 20 bucks and buy a shirt with a pinstriping design on it. So you have to look at it that way. You've got to be willing to take your design or your creativity and put it on uh, you know, merchandise and pass it on, whether it be a sticker or a, you know, a T-shirt or a metal sign. You know, go to, go to the masses. Like, if I do an art piece and it's a $1,000 art piece, that's the limit to my clientele. Not everybody's going to can afford $1,000 to drop on their wall. But, again, they can drop, you know, $25 for a metal sign or 20 bucks for a T-shirt or something like that. And have uh, it may not be an original. It's a scanned piece of an original, but they, they can own that. So, you, you know, the best way, again, is listen to your customers. Everything on the clothing line was because I listened to my customers. I used to have, when I had my shop, I had all these, you know, rockabilly shirts made for me. Well, granted, they were expensive to make one shirt. And then everybody asked, well, I want a shirt like that. And I go, well, it's expensive. I'll make you one. And, you know, I get a deposit, make one. One went into two. Two went into a dozen. And now the prices come down. And then as the guys were walking in the shop, buying clothes and buying car parts, the wives and girlfriends were just standing there. And I'm like, that's a potential customer. 
So, you know, over 28 years ago, we started the line Hot Rod Girl, and we're celebrating 28 years of Hot Rod Girl clothing in, in business. And it's all because we listened to the girls. The girls wanted this. They wanted leopard that. They wanted clean, you know, three-quarter sleeve shirts, and they wanted hoodies, and it all came from listening to the customers. Man, that's, uh, that's solid right there. Hey, COVID has jacked up a lot of us. Let's just face it. Right. We've had to really reinvent. No one saw this coming. It, it was a shock, and especially for those of us that – do a lot of traveling. Uh, traveling is a part of the deal. Our shows, our car shows, our expos. Talk yeah. to the people, man. How did you initially, going back, uh, let's say, April, March, uh, coming through the summer, a lot of these gigs got canceled. How'd you keep busy and relative? Well, it got me caught up on everything because I travel so much, my schedule's really tight. So, you know, to get something done for me is a seven-month wait. So now that I had all that time, I caught up on all the artwork and all the pinstriping, on all the merchandising, on everything for everybody. But we came up with a great idea. We came up with a, a movement called Car Guy and Car Girl Strong. And what we did is we made, you know, clothing and merchandise and stickers, and all the profits would go to your local, you know, garage mechanics because those guys were the first to go. You know, even though they said, oh, we'll keep the essential businesses, the small mom-and-pop little garage guy, you know, he could barely make it. Yeah. So what we did is we came out with this line, and as you purchased a T-shirt or metal sign, all the profits would go to the local businesses in your city. And, you know, it helped these guys. Yeah, it's only 20 bucks, but 20 bucks, 20 bucks, you help these guys out, and it helped them keep their doors open, it helped them pay their electric bills. And so instead of, you know, me focusing on me, I focused on helping everybody else out. Because I know what it was like to struggle when, when uh, I had my business and we went to war with Desert Storm. That was a tough time, man. I remember working without lights because I couldn't afford to keep the lights on. Yeah. But it was a passion. And, you know, I debated like three or four times to close the shop. I, I buried into my savings. You know, I drained my savings and say i got to make this work. And, you know, nobody was walking in the door, but... You, know, you just do whatever you can. That's when you start working on dots and B210s. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen those little four-bagger dots, uh, Dotsons coming yeah. through the garage, no yeah, doubt. That is too funny. Well, i got I got to ask good. you a question. Yeah. Um, where can, first off, we, we know we're going to head over to VonHotRodShop.com. Where can we find you, man? Where's, where are you? I mean, how's that going? I mean, events starting to pop up. Where can folks find you? Yeah, absolutely. Events are starting to go. I've got um, a few events coming up. I've got, you know, Garden Grove, cruising Main Street on March 26th. I'll be out there pinstriping, signing autographs. I'm actually teaching a pinstriping class on March 27th. And That is cool. Yeah, I think I've got like one spot left on that. Then from there, we head out to, um, uh, it's called Bama Coast Cruise. It's in Alabama. It's on April 22nd through 24th. That's in Alabama. Then from there, we go to Daryl's Starbird Show in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that's April 30th through March 2nd. So those are a couple places. You can always wow, you're traveling. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, you. Everything around here is starting to open back up. So yeah, you we're have one spot left out. for that uh, pinstriping class? Can you put down Frank Lloyd? Oh, you don't want me in a pinstriping <laughs> class. You know, you mentioned something. You said, you know, when I'm in public, I do it really well. Yeah. Well, in public, I fix people's cars very good, but on my rides, I'm not so much. But um, hey, okay, I, 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 I got. So yeah, to tell me he's got the he's got the voice of he's got the face for radio, right? You now. got yeah. it, Mister. Oh, you got it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back in time though, you didn't yeah. stop from border East Coast, West Coast, dude. You traveled yeah. the globe. Tell us about where Absolutely. this style, this custom car culture, what country really, other than the U.S. for sure, really well, admires you know, what, it. What's really crazy is is I'll head to Australia or Finland or Sweden or something like that. And when you go there, you're real nervous on how the country's going to accept you, you know, what's this foreign guy coming in. And you walk in, and it's like, oh, my gosh, it's full of American cars. Everybody's wearing American clothes, listening to American music, and flying American flags. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then you go to talk to somebody, and obviously you don't speak the language, and there's the, there's the barrier. But the common bond is music, cars, yep. and the clothes. And it is so much fun, no matter where I go. We can communicate to each other through music, you know. Elvis Presley and everybody knows about it. Bill Haley in the comments and everybody knows. So, you know, 55 Chevy, and it's a lot of fun. I really, really like it. That's amazing. You you know what? VonHotRodShop.com. You guys get on there. All my event planners, uh, you guys are going to be busting busy. Get on there. Von Hot Rod is available for any appearances. Uh, Vaughn, if I have a lampshade yeah. that my grandmother gave me, can I, pin, <laughs> can I pinstripe that one? 
Absolutely. Bring it down. Send it over. <laughs> you, do it all. you do it all. You do it all. It's really popular. This Christmas, I couldn't post anything because most of them are guests. Kitchen aid mixers was a big thing this year at Christmas time. No a way. Of, yeah. A lot of husbands and and um, got their wives' kitchen aid or bought it for Christmas and oh, they sent it over. Oh my gosh. We did a lot of them this year. I know what I, I want for good. Christmas now. You know, you know what we got to do, Susie? The first thing you do in the morning, at least I do, I look at this thing called a Keurig. A Keurig, I, yep. I put a coffee. If I could pinstripe that coffee, I think my day would be a whole lot better <laughs> with a little Vaughn <laughs> hot rod pinstriping. There you go. My man, give some Love advice. It. You got a youngster out there right now. Mom and dad is on the fence. They want to tinker, whether that's welding, fixing cars, technology. They're learning how to read controlled area networks on a vehicle. What advice would you have to a parent right now that would uh, feel a little bit on the fence about some uh, some of their kids getting into skill trades? Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. The best thing to do is give them time. All they want is your time. Give them the time. Be into what they're into, whether it be the music, the welding, the pinstriping, the car building, uh, skateboarding, snowboarding, whatever it is. Give them time. Show them that you're interested in what, what their passion is because it takes that one encouraging word and it'll flip in their head, and it'll connect. And that's what you need. One teacher saw that I had a passion for something. It took the teacher that split second that I will never forget. And I always told myself, if I ever make it, there will be all my secrets are open. You can ask me anything, I'll tell you anything, and I will help the next kid out. I will give them the break. When I had my shop, we became very successful. You know, I had kids come in that were, you know, 17 years old, and they had the old 56 Ford, and they wanted to fix it up so bad. And they're looking at chrome this and chrome that. I go, I'll tell you what, let's get the steering and the brakes dialed in first, and then we can go from there. So I started a layaway plan for them. I go, you give me $5 a week, $10 a week, I don't care, whatever you can afford, and we'll get you going. One guy spent two years. And he kept giving me money every week. And we went bumper to bumper, new tires, new wheels, new Aww. exhaust, new steering wheel. And the guy was ecstatic. And I still come and keep in contact with him today. And he goes, I'll never forget that. You gave me a break. You gave me a, the passion that I needed to fix it up. And I remember the first time I go, dude, you've got enough money for two brand new tires. What do you want, front or back? So he's all front. So we go rolling out <laughs> the brand new tires. And the car is just hammered, you know. There's a broken windshield, no windows. Oh, my God. Brand new tires. And I, I, you just love that. You can't replace that look. You yeah. cannot replace your passion. Vaughn Hot Rod and Inspiration. You guys get on a VaughnHotRodShop.com in honor to have you on the show, Vaughn, you rock. Yep. Now I gotta say, this whole show, Vaughn, while you've been on it, the three of us, yeah. Bree, the board operator, Frank, myself, we look like a bunch of bobbleheads in here because we have just not we've just been nodding our heads, just enjoying awesome. everything that you've said. You got a great vibe, Vaughn. Thank you very much. Thank you are you. you're Thank making you. change for a lot of folks and we appreciate that. And by well, the that's way, the idea. Yeah, we, that's the idea. I've got to change these kids' hearts. You know what I mean? I've got to show them that petrol runs in our brains, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with that. being the blue collar guy. There's nothing wrong with you know driving an old car that you know your parents or something say it's too loud or turn that radio down. There's there's nothing wrong with it. You know, you can develop something, you can make it into something, and you'll never know where it'll take you. You just never know. If you have that passion and that drive, run with it. Ladies and gentlemen, Vaughn Hot Rod. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Man. Thank you. Woo. Woo, daddy. I know. All right. Well, we, uh, we're we definitely, stoked. you guys, uh, I, I can't say enough because there's so much uh, inspiration coming out of Vaughn. Um, get on a VaughnHotRodShop.com. You can catch where he's at. You can book him as a, a guest speaker, an educator. He's awesome. Uh, and I love that. Everything's tied into a charitable. That's, That's right. what it should be. Imagine if our society. You small business people out there, we're part of that too. Yep. And we are hip to hip with the community when it comes to charitable. Why not continue paying it forward? Would we have all these problems we have today? <sighs> yep. That is awesome. That is so awesome. We got a special announcement. You guys hang tight. We got a short break coming up to you next. Wrench Nation. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Hey, Gilbert friends, when we talk about car repair, car care, getting all of your stuff done on your car, 
excellence, integrity, workmanship, those are large words. Well, I gotta tell you, a little place on Cooper and Warner in Gilbert, the car shop, you've got to meet Chris Baldrin, the car shop. He is absolutely on top of his game. He's a certified technician, has a certified set of mechanics working for you day in and day out there at the car shop. So if you're out in Gilbert, Warner, and Cooper, you've got to visit Chris Baldrin at the car shop. Friendly, knowledgeable, eager to take care of you with no funny business. So reach out to the car shop, 480-855-8000, 480-855-8000. The car shop, Warner off of Cooper. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. Right on. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Good to hang with you guys. I want to remind you, again, get on to Booth Talk. Uh, Jeremy Winters, he's a world-class finisher, uh, does an amazing job for all my collision industry family. Check out his podcast. That podcast is growing. We want to double his efforts because he is really educating uh, a lot of folks on how to get the technique right. And you know what? Once in a while you have a goof-up. Sometimes it's good to have the goof-ups because that's where you learn. That's right. Susie, any goof-ups? No. For you? Goof-ups? Yeah. In, in the shop today? Let's talk goof-up well, before we do. Uh, Anything? No, no goof-ups. No? no, everything's... Everything's perfect. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Look at that. Everything's perfect. Hey, I got an <laughs> announcement for you guys. If you are in uh, to really finding an excellent place to sort of hang out Store your ride. It could be an old Volkswagen. It could be your old classic car. It could be, hey, it could be something refined, a luxury ride. We are excited. And these guys are our neighbors, Desert Car Care, Chandler, and Dobson. But the Toy Barn up in Scottsdale is opening a new location, Chandler Airport. That's happening uh, March uh, Saturday on the 20th. This month. That's near our shop, isn't it? It is close. To, it's uh, it's South Douglas. So what we're going to do is we're going to put this info on our Wrench Nation yep. Facebook. Um, and we'll probably make another announcement next week. But they're having like this whole grand opening. Even if you don't have a refined vehicle or a classic, you just want to hang out. It's kind of a cars and coffee. Save the date. In fact, it is a Cars and Coffee fueled <laughs> by the Toy Barn. Any parting words, Susie? No. <laughs> we're coming back to you. Uh, next week, we're honored to have Mark Green with Cars Yeah. He's got, I think, over 1,800 shows with a phenomenal slew of automotive guests uh, on his show. We're going to interview him. And then the week after that, guess what, people? Meekum is coming yeah, to town. Meekum Auto Auction. So we're going to have the folks on from Meekum. Man, we are honored to spend it with you guys. Get onto our podcast every weekend, WrenchNation.tv. And as I tell you every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. It could be a spoon full of diamond. Could be a spoon full of gold. Just a little spoon of your precious love.